Let me ask you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 13, to dwell above with saints we love, oh, that will be glory, but to dwell below with saints we know, now that's a different story. Some feel that way, and uh, we are in a series on 1 Corinthians 13, if you remember, we introduced it two weeks ago. Uh, The reason we're focusing on that this summer is because our our verse of the year, which is John 13, 34, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, in, in that statement, Jesus gave the world permission to judge us whether we are really his disciples and to judge us based upon our love. If that's the case, then we better know what that love looks like. We better have a a good grasp of what kind of love that the world will be looking for to determine whether we really are His disciples. So I want you to listen again as to how Paul describes it. Remember in 1 Corinthians 12, he had talked about uh, the gifts of the Spirit, and then he, uh, in a sense, takes a parenthesis and and still talks about the gifts, but he does it in the context of love. And then in the next chapter, he's going to go back to uh, further study of the gifts. He says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And love never ends. As for prophecies, they'll pass away. As for tongues, they'll cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide These three, but the greatest of these 
is love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, again, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for preserving it for us here today to hear it. You have a purpose for this word in each of our lives. It's no doubt many different purposes because there are many different people in in this room, and yet, it's your purpose. And so we pray that you'd be our teacher. We pray that you would open our hearts to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We mentioned earlier that we had uh, two members go to be with the Lord uh, this week. Uh, last Sunday, Vince Coley, he had been a member just for several years. Uh, there may be some of you because he's been shut in for a while that, uh, that don't know him. And then Miss Hildreth Love. Uh, she has been a member since the very beginning, since day one of St. Andrew's Presbyterian. Many of you do. No, Hildreth. I had a, a, an amazing providence this week uh, that God gave to me in, in meeting with her family. I met with them on Wednesday evening, and uh, she had gone to be with the Lord earlier that day. After we had talked about some arrangements, I said, now, tell me about Miss Hildreth. I always like to hear from the family, from those who, who knew them the best. Tell me about her. There were uh, some of her children there and daughters and sons-in-law. And they began to tell me, and, and they boiled it down to, to two things, and I wrote those two things down. And one was that she was very kind. See, some of you nodding, those of you that knew her, her kindness. They said even to the caretakers and so on. She was really a kind person. And the other thing is they, they said is that she was, she was just so patient with everyone. And so I wrote that down. And I was going to be preparing a message the, the next day for uh, her memorial service that was yesterday. As I was driving home, I said, wait a minute. Patient and kind. Paul said, and I've been, I had been working on that message all week. Paul said this, love is patient and kind. Ms. Hildreth's children said, Hildreth love is patient and kind. 
Now, what struck me, not only the use of the word love and all of that, but was this, is how do you, how do you get to the end of your life and have your children and sons, daughters-in-law, and, and those that know you best, how do you get to the end of your life and have them say, patience and kindness? I would like that. I'd like for somebody to, to say that about me and, and mean it, you know, not just say it, but <laughs> for them all to agree, oh yeah, yeah. What does it take to get to that point? Well, I want us to look at those two qualities that are in that very first phrase in terms of love. Some of the things uh, about love, it, it tells what it's not, but these are, this is what, it, what Paul begins with, and he says really what it is. So he, he starts with love as patient. Now, in terms of defining the word, there are two words that in the New Testament are, are sometimes translated patience. And uh, one of them is always a patience toward things. And that one never applies to God because he can't be troubled by things. So he doesn't need to express patience toward things. The other word that's translated is patience towards people. And it is ascribed to God as an attribute. Now, when we talk about God's attributes, there are, are two kinds we talk about, uh, communicable and incommunicable attributes. And the best way to remember, you know, the difference between those is just put disease after it, and then you'll remember it. Communicable disease means what? A disease that you can catch. And incommunicable means a disease that you, you, you can't catch. And so when it comes to his attributes... Uh, a communicable attribute is one that we can catch, so to speak, that we can take part in. Incommunicable attribute would be one that we can't. It's uniquely God. Well, this one is a communicable attribute. Patience toward others. Literally, it, it means uh, a, long, a long soul or long temperament, and it's often rightfully translated long-suffering. Manfred Gudski said, to become long-suffering, one has to be long-bothered. And I think that's a, that's a good description of that. So uh, patience is, is suffering or, or taking it without lashing out. Now, let me give you a little self-quiz. You're going to love this in terms of patience. The last time you were uh, running late, I mean, before today, okay, the last, time, the last time you were running late and uh, there was an accident and the traffic's all snarled up, my first thoughts were, I hope there weren't any serious injuries, or 
how inconsiderate, and, you know, I'm late, and everything's all messed up. Okay, which one do you relate to more? Don't raise your hands, just think about it. Or you get in line at the store, and your line doesn't seem to be moving. This is real life. This, this has happened to me this week. It finally moves, and you're the next person in line, and the one that's checking out, the cashier says, price check. The light goes on. Everything stops. All the other lines are going, of course. What's your reaction? You smile or you snarl, this always happens to me. Okay? Or you're at the doctor's office for a routine checkup. You've already been waiting there for for quite a while. And uh, then the receptionist comes out and says, oh, I'm sorry, the doctor has had an emergency Um, It's going to be a good while before he'll be able to get to you. Is your first reaction, well, I hope that person's okay? Or, well, what about me? My time is valuable also. Just one more. You come to church. No, let's skip that one. Let's not do that one. Okay. It's easy to see how we have struggles with those, with with patience. And most people that I know would not characterize themselves as patient. They would say, yeah, I I struggle with with being a patient person, with being patient with with God, with being patient with prayer, and so on. And I want to give you a caution because there is like an artificial kind of fruit, if this is a fruit of the Spirit, which it is, there is an artificial one that can almost look like patience, but it really isn't. And I don't want us to be fooled by that. Uh, It can actually be an apathy or an indifference. I'll give you an example of that. Uh, There's a, a mother in the checkout line. She's obviously frazzled. Her child's are grabbing candy and she's, you know, bumping the next person in line with the cart and, uh, you know, those kinds of things are going on. And you can't believe it because the mother's just not doing anything. Well, in all likelihood, she's just had it. I can't do anything about this. I can't handle it anymore. I can't even address it. She's become so weary, she can't even respond. That's not the same as patience with love, which is what Paul is talking about here. Patience showing love, demonstrating love. Okay, the other, the other phrase is love is kind. Kindness, one defined it as a moral goodness or attribute that enables one to act kindly towards another. Uh, it's, it is love expressed, not just spoken. John Sanderson said, kindness is availability, usefulness, benevolence. Now, 
I want you to listen to what Paul says elsewhere using the word kindness. Earlier, we, we uh, read about God's patience towards us in our assurance of forgiveness. Listen to what he says about his kindness over in Ephesians 2, verse 4. And in the fall, we're going through Ephesians, so I, I, but I just want to point this verse out. It says, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And raised us up with him. Now look at the things that he lists. Raised us up with him. Seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now, here's what I, I know you, if, if you were just listening, you can't grasp all that. But here's what I want you to take away from that is he talks about his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And what it is, is it's a demonstrated love, a demonstrated kindness. It's not just saying kind things. It's doing that which makes a difference. In the case of Jesus, it is his coming to earth, which he didn't have to do. It's the incarnation taking on flesh. It's putting himself under the law as the lawgiver, putting himself under that law and perfectly obeying it. It is suffering all the pains of this life, going completely in obedience to the cross to die not on his on his own behalf, but on behalf of his people. To be laid in the grave and then to be raised again on the third day. And now he ascended into heaven. And all of that is his kindness, the Father's kindness to us through Christ. It's demonstrated Love. Notice it's, it's not just words, but deeds that show that kindness. Gordon MacDonald um, tells this, this story of going to an Alcoholic Anonymous uh, meeting. The reason he went there is he had some friends that uh, were struggling with alcoholism and uh, AA had helped some of them and he wanted to see the kinds of things that, that go on. So he just went there as a guest, and he was sitting there, and uh, a, a woman came in that day. It was her first time there. Uh, her name was Kathy. He said, I guessed her age at maybe uh, 35, but she looked much, much older. And he said, looking at her, though, you could tell that at one point she probably had a, a Hollywood kind of beauty. But now, sitting there, her face looked old. Her teeth were rotting. Her hair was matted. 
And when it came to her turn to introduce herself, she said, I, I can't take this. I'm, I'm homeless. I don't want to be homeless anymore. She said, I've been in five states in the past month. I slept under bridges several nights. She broke into tears. She said, I've been robbed and raped, and I just don't know what to do. She said, I don't want to be homeless, but I can't stop drinking. There was a woman next to her. Her name was Marilyn. And after the, she began sobbing, Marilyn, who had been dry for some 12 years, took her and pulled her into her chest. And she said, you're here now. You can get through this. We're here with you. Just keep coming. You hear me? Just keep coming. And McDonald said, she said it so softly, probably nobody else in the room heard it but him. And then she kissed her on her head. Now, as he left later, Gordon McDonald asked this question to himself. Could this have happened in the places that I've worshipped? Would there have been someone there who would have taken her in and said, you're okay, you're here now, and kissed her on the head? When I saw him ask that question, I asked that question about us. And I would say the place in, at St. Andrew's Presbyterian that that is most likely to happen would be in one of our community groups where people express what's going on where others accept them. Let me, let me give you another note about being kind and patient. If you're kind and patient, it'll spread to others. Uh, Connie and I were recently at, at a restaurant and uh, as we were sitting there, we, we had ordered and we were just talking. No, we weren't playing with our cell phones. We were just talking to each other. Novel thing, isn't it, you know? And uh, after a while, I mean, Connie said, what would you order? And I said, I, it was some chicken dish because it's always some chicken dish that I order. So some chicken dish. And after a while... Um, the manager came over, and he said, uh, he said, oh, I just want to apologize for how long this has taken. He said, we, we had your dish ready, pointing to me. Uh, 
we had your, your dish ready, and uh, the cook went to take it out of the oven, and his hand touched it, and he dropped it on the floor. And so we had to start all over again and, and put it in. And uh, Connie said, uh, oh, I hope he's okay. And I said, uh, yeah, no problem. You know, I hope he's okay too. The manager was very grateful for our patience, and, and he walked away. Now, here's what actually happened in slow motion, okay? Uh, the manager speaks to us, and he says, you know, it's going to be a little while because, you know, he touched it, burned his hand, and dropped it on the floor. And in my mind, it's like, what? I am hungry. How long is it going to be? But before anything came out of my mouth, you know, in that split second, Connie said, oh, I, I hope he's okay. And I said, yeah, no problem. I hope he's fine too. <laughs> now, here's why I want to say all that, is that uh, kindness spreads. And, you know, as soon as I heard her say that, I knew that was the right response. I wasn't just faking it, really, at, at that point. I knew that was the right response. And I'm glad I didn't have time to, you know, say the first thing that, that came to my mind, which wouldn't have been kind or, or caring. So, <laughs> kindness begets kindness. So, you need to hang out with people that are kinder than you. For some of you, that won't be hard to do, but for <laughs> hang out with somebody who's kinder than you, and likely you'll be affected by it. Now, let me give you the application. I haven't even mentioned this part yet, but you can't talk about patience and kindness without this being the application, and Paul used it. Uh, elsewhere a number of times. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 4. Be kind to one another. This is 4.32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Okay? When he describes kindness, forgiveness is right there. Colossians 3, verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Do you see how all that fits in with 1 Corinthians 13? He talks about kindness. He talks about patience. And the application is forgiveness of others. Not just get out there and be a forgiver, but look, think about how much you've been forgiven. And then forgive. Remember how much Christ forgave you you also ought to be a forgiver. 
It's tied to patience and kindness. It's always going to be the application. And you will not come to the end of your life and be characterized as kind and patient unless you are also characterized by forgiveness. I'm convinced of that. It's the way of Christ in you. The ultimate loving act is forgiveness, which is what Christ did on the cross. Forgiveness for us that then must go towards others. Sometime, if you're able to look things up on the computer, look, go on YouTube and look up three-year-old tosses dad's uh, foul ball back. Some of you might have seen that. They showed it at the time on uh, Sports Center and everything over and over. Here's, here's what happened. It was during a baseball game between the Philadelphia Phillies and Washington Nationals. It was uh, back in 2009. It was a pennant race, a big deal, packed crowd, and so on. And uh, a man named Steve Monforto, I think I'll just call him Steve, was uh, sitting there. His wife was there with another child, and he had his three-year-old daughter right next to him. There is a foul ball, and he's, he's right on, on the terrace, upper deck, and he reaches down and catches the foul ball, one and only that he had ever, ever caught. And, you know, he caught it. Everybody cheers. He's doing this. And he immediately hands it to his three-year-old daughter, who immediately throws it over. <laughs> and he's like, like that. And the wife is, they're, they're, they're both like this, and everybody around is, is looking at it, and the little girl turns to him, and then he just grabs her like this and hugs her. It's, it's a great little moment, little video. When you watch it, think about how we treat those precious things of God that he so often gives to us, and what do we do? Throw them away as if they meant nothing. Get rid of it, but he doesn't turn on us. Instead, he just takes us back in. And, and that's what he gives to us, which we should give to others. Patience and kindness shown in forgiveness. Let's bow together. Lord, we cannot just do this because we want to. As we've talked about in this series, this chapter is all about you. Christ is patient and kind. And so our only hope to be patient and kind is Christ in us. As you give us your grace and your love and your mercy. And so, Lord, will you, will you cause that to characterize us? We ask for this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.